0: Welcome to the ABM Conversations Podcast, the number one podcast for B2B marketers wanting to explore timeless account-based marketing strategies to drive revenue, customer engagement, retention, and everything that makes sense to both marketers and sales folks. No more fluff, no more vanity metrics, live from India, made for the world. And now, your hosts, Yag and Manish.
1: How effective is it to ask people to subscribe to your blogs? That is going to be the topic of our episode today in the AVM Conversations podcast. This is your host, Manish Nepal. And this is me, Yagneshwaran Ganesh. One of the things that I hate most about my fellow marketers out there is the pop ups that they trigger on their blog pages. I mean, Every time I land on their website, especially the blog pages, they launch this nasty attack on my user experience when I haven't even finished reading the first two lines of the blog. And I personally find it very stupid for marketing teams to automate such a trigger that not just breaks the user experience, but it also comes across as an obvious lead generation tactic. And I think most people like me are hardwired to ignore anything that comes across as an obviously lead-generating tactic. But despite all of that, throwing pop-ups, asking people to subscribe to blogs is one of the most standard practices for brands nowadays. And I think it should stop.
0: Right, I totally agree with you, uh, Manish, and uh, this whole point of uh, subscription and pop-ups, right? So pop-ups are uh, you know, not even the core problem to discuss about. It's, it's, it's like a much smaller thing. Uh, it's, it's a smaller part of a larger problem. The question probably we need to ask is, uh, should we at all need subscription for blocks? right? So just think about this. When was the last time when you search for a topic and uh, you looked at the search results and uh, then clicked on a particular uh, topic, landed on a blog, and when was the last time you thought, okay, I should go ahead and subscribe this? And even if, say, some blog was so great that you read two, three posts and then decided to subscribe, what happens is, at least in my experience, right? So uh, whenever I get the subscriptions, emails, and... uh, I receive blog after blog in my email. Um, Even though I was interested in the first blog, I never went ahead and opened any of these emails. So the question is, does subscription really make sense? Uh, When you're setting the wrong kind of uh, KPIs and giving them as the goals to your marketing team, then obviously you know uh, pop-ups and these kind of uh, shady tactics. um, I know I'm calling it shady, but uh, I would uh, call it so, because uh, these things would happen when you set the wrong goals. So why do we do that? Uh, Is it to um, show these numbers that are vanity metrics that sounds good in your town hall meetings or some of these uh, offsite marketing meetups where we all gather in some posh hotel and we say that, hey, you know what? I have more subscribers than what I had last quarter, or I have more followers on Twitter compared to a competitor, and blah blah blah, right? Um, and this is um, this is also part of my personal experience. Um, I've often had people who came and told me that, "Hey, yeah, you know what? We're having this um, thousand plus uh, readership for uh, every uh, blog that we are posting, and it's high time that we start um, capturing these visitors and convert them into leads." So, how do we go ahead and? capture these visitors and retain them? How do we make them repeat visitors to our website? The very mindset, right? So when you are uh, thinking about these visitors and trying to capture this captive mindset is actually very, very bad from a customer experience standpoint. Um, I would also go back and cite an example that uh, you know Sangram shared with us in one of our previous episodes. He said that the moment we think of somebody as prospects, we are go, going to go and uh, bludgeon them with all sorts of negative experiences. But the moment they become customers, we are far more protective of them and we care about their experience. It's better off that we think of all these visitors as future customers at some point so that we respect them. And uh, just to even look at some of these numbers, right? So we think that we need to increase this returning visitors compared to new visitors. Let's um, go back and look at some of the best blogs uh, that we come across in the industry. Especially I would um, quote SaaS industry because the subscription concept is more prevalent there. And um, just say, when you look at uh, sites like Intercom or Drift, some of the best in the world, right? So only 17% of their total visitors are actually returning visitors, which means 83% are going to be new every month. So just ask yourself, you know, what is the point of growth hacking and getting 1,000 new subscribers every month? And how many of these subscribers, as I said previously, you know, how, how many of these subscribers are even likely to go ahead and open your email? Now, before I get to the next part of the rant, (laughs) so yeah, let me take a sidestep and uh, thank our sponsors, Zest.is. Zest is on a mission to add value to the marketing community. And for people who don't know much about Zest, they are a marketing content stream that sits on your Google Chrome browser as a new tab extension. It's a platform where you can submit and curate high quality articles, podcasts, infographics, videos, eBooks, so on and so forth. And its highly powered AI algorithm allows you to uh, handpick your personalized content feed that is very specific to your taste.
1: And as you guys might already know by now, as marketers and content creators, I and Yag use Zest a lot. And based on the feedback that we have been getting from you fellow marketers, the listeners of the Avian Conversations podcast, many of you also use Zest to promote as well as discover new content to and from like-minded marketing communities around the world. So, if you want to further boost your high-quality content to an elite community of marketers, we have some really good news for you. Sign up at zest.is slash content hyphen boost and get a $75 off on your first boost by letting them know that the AVM Conversations podcast sent you. So, getting back to our topic. You talked about the uh, you talked about the argument in favor of not triggering blog subscription pop-ups uh, how it breaks the ux and all that and how it only represents 70 17 percent of the traffic even for the best SaaS brands out there yard yeah. but when i stop to think about what might cause brands to keep asking people to subscribe to blogs i can come up with a few points to justify the practice to some extents, And one of those things are maybe it's because they think it's an easy channel for distribution and traffic. They think that people subscribe to their blogs and bam, the next time they publish something new on the blog, this set of audience will open the in- emails and read the blog. So that's one less thing for the marketing team to do, right? So marketers uh, love to see it as a source of returning traffic. That's one thing the other thing that i can rationalize in my head is maybe it's because brands think that it's a community building exercise maybe they think it's uh, building an audience around their brand that they can do a lot of things with right for example they might ask people to subscribe to the blogs and then they'll say tell them hey why don't you follow us in instagram or facebook or linkedin wherever they are so it's a community building exercise for them in their heads the other thing is obviously it's a lead generation a powerful lead generation technique in their heads they think okay once these people subscribe to our blogs uh, we will filter out the right kind of audience for us and then start a nurturing campaign around it to uh, turn our website visitors and blog subscribers into our customers so that's definitely one of the most uh, important agenda for them when they ask people to subscribe to their blogs and finally, I think it's also seen as a channel to cross-sell their products and services. When somebody subscribe to the blog, they think, okay, I can I can tell them to uh, I can give them offers or give them discounts or um, give them this variety of offers and ask them to buy or upgrade or sign up to whatever they are selling, right? And you're right, Yag. I think the popularity of SaaS as a business model also has great influence in this trend because. There's this uh, hype around SaaS. Everybody wants recurring traffic. Everybody wants predictability in their sales pipeline. And that also has an influence in the mindset of marketers who want to uh, create a following for their blogs. They think that when they publish a new blog and that reaches their audience's inbox, it's one less thing for them to worry about when it comes to distribution and marketing that content. In their mind, it's like having an efficient automation that works 24 by 7, right? But the way they do it right now, I think, is broken. I definitely don't think they should be doing it so aggressively, and they should leave it. Uh, they should leave it uh, up to the customers to do it at their own will.
0: Right, I totally agree with you, uh, Manish. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, what really matters is if a visitor or a prospect is um, feeling at, uh, you know, is is feeling comfortable uh, and uh, is having a good experience while they are um, on the website. Now, the more you push someone, it's it's more like uh, somebody breathing down your neck and asking you to uh, do something um, according to their wish and not according to yours. But fundamentally talking about this experience, right? So uh, the experience that really matters the most is uh, the real-time experience that people have when they land up on your website. Now, I can divide this into two parts. One, of course, we discuss about the pop-up aspect and the overall subscription apps aspect. But second, I would also say it's about the kind of promise that the page, uh, page of content lives up to. Uh, somewhere, somewhere, you know, you look at a heading, and that's very clickbaity. You click and come there, and the page talks about something else, or uh, it is not what you intended for. Then that creates a very bad experience. And overall, uh, the fundamental aspect of any content creator is that the more better content that you create, at some point of time, people are going to keep uh, coming regardless of whether they want to subscribe or not. Now, the second part of the experience I would love to touch upon is, are you, as a content marketer, are you able to map your content to the actual intent of the customer? What I mean by this, let me give you an example. Uh, You know, uh, Gary McGowan was consulting for Microsoft at some point of time and uh, he discovered that um, out of the content assets that Microsoft has, and they had about uh, roughly 10 million pieces of content and out of which 3 million was never even accessed or read. Now, for the kind of content that we know Microsoft to be creating and the kind of impact that it has as a brand, to think about the 3 million pieces of content were never touched upon by anyone or never consumed is really staggering. Right. So uh, what Microsoft did, the moment they discovered this, they started taking a step back and they were phasing out every content that is not relevant to the people that are coming onto the website. How did they do that? They first started determining and trying to understand the intent or uh, what these visitors were trying to accomplish. For example, it could be like uh, somebody landing on a blog. Maybe they are trying to understand a new concept or they are trying to understand a piece of content. For example, if Microsoft is going to be talking about, uh, say, adaptive content, then they are trying to read about that concept. They are trying to uh, get more information about that. Whereas somebody coming on to uh, the pricing page, they are probably trying, they are at a better stage of uh, the buying funnel. They are um, at a later part of the buying funnel, which means, the kind of content suggested there, it could be a comparison doc or it could be uh, you know, return on investment. That is an ROI doc that compares how much um, this product is useful for the amount that they're going to pay for it. Or it could be uh, a comparison between their price versus a competitor's price on a particular solution, so on and so forth. So uh, it's it's very important to understand your entire customer journey and um, try to understand what role each piece of content place at what touch point and place that according to that. Now, the case in point here is that you need to know the intent of each of your users and prospect and play accordingly. Otherwise, more often than not, you're actually going to put them
1: off. Some really good, solid tips there, Yag. And my takeaways from everything that we have discussed so far is that um, a lot of brands and marketers that are uh, doing or asking people to subscribe to their blogs are doing it. Not because they have a tangible outcome in mind. Maybe they are doing it because they are uh, they are following the norm. It's a herd mentality that is really popular right now, and it, I think they should put a stop to it. Um, and if you actually have to do it, if you actually have a solid reason to do it, maybe do it without interrupting the user experience. Right? For example, maybe have a sticky navigation on top of your blog page or put a call to action button somewhere towards the end of the blog to not mess with the user experience that a reader is having or enjoying. So uh, those are actually natural ways to uh, ask people to subscribe to your blog without being aggressive in pushing them to do that. Right, And I think that's also the real measure of how sticky, how good your content is. If it's good, people will do it at their own will. People will subscribe to their own will. but Most importantly, it's very important to remember that subscription is not the eventual goal. Subscription is means to the end. You have to make sure that the blogs, the content that you are asking people to subscribe to leads to some tangible outcome. It could be sales, it could be conversions, it could be something else that, uh, that maps to the end goal that you have in mind. So create content that caters to your audience's actual search intent or buying intent. And create real-time content experiences like Yaak said, instead of focusing on persuading people to come back again and again to your blog for no tangible reason. So we would love to leave you with that thought in today's episode of the AVM Conversation Podcast. We would obviously love to hear from you guys on LinkedIn, or you can DM us, or you can give us a shout out in the AVM Conversation Podcast in LinkedIn. And we will see you in the next episode. This is bye from Manees.
0: And see you soon in the next episode. Bye from Yag and take care.
1: Thanks for listening to the
0: ABM Conversations Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and share your comments with us. We're constantly looking for your feedback, thoughts and suggestions to make the show more relevant to you.